Antonio Brown looked like his career was over. Gronk, Gronkowski comes out of retirement. Fournette was looking for a home. And when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. I don't know why we ever think it won't. Enjoyable one. It's been one filled with a, uh, a little bit of heartbreak, a lot of shit nicknames, but most of all, a lot of fun alongside the great man, Smithy. How are you? I am... I'm a bit flat, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, oh no, that's not what we want from the big fella. It's not what we want, but you said it off the top, this is our last draft, Dazzling. Yeah. And the fact that we don't get to do this uh, until this time next year... It's uh, it's got me flat. I'm gonna be honest because these have been so much fun. Um, I think the fans have really enjoyed them. Our numbers have uh, really improved since we started this little mini series, and um, yeah, we've got some good feedback both on the socials and um, just through the podcast providers, some messaging forums. So I'm flat, but I can't wait to get this one done. Um, it involves my favorite team, my boys, so I can't wait to talk about at least one of those guys. And yeah, overall, just uh, really excited to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's it, mate. But um, I feel like we can go out on a high. We're going to have a couple of uh, high-quality squads here, I bet. So we've got uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Atlanta to finish us off with, which, by the way, um, I know a lot of the focus this season is going to be on Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, but I feel like your boys... Um, how New Orleans recover without Drew Brees. But Atlanta, for mine, are an interesting team. So this isn't an, a, um, an irrelevant division, not by a long shot. Yeah, no, I think the the race for second, which we all know that's what it is at this stage, but the race mm. for second in the NFC South is going to be really interesting. Um, I think my Carolina Panthers are being a bit underrated in terms of the national media. Um a few of the big podcasts I listen to have them as clearly the worst team in the in the division, whereas I can see a world where we can finish second. Um, so, And I think there's a lot of question marks about New Orleans post-Breeze. I think Atlanta are quite skinny at a lot of different positions. Um, and of course, the Panthers, I'm not going to say we don't have any question marks about us because uh, we certainly do. And we're going to find out a lot in the first few weeks of the season. But yeah, this is going to be a very interesting division. And obviously, I'll be keeping an extra close eye on it throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it'll be interesting to see how we attack um, reviewing Carolina games from your point of view, Miami games from my point of view. But um, we try to keep as much bias as we can out of it, mate. But I get a feeling if a, uh, if some controversy arises and we're on the uh, the wrong end of it, it, uh, it could get, uh, definitely get interesting. I'll learn how to talk in a minute, but it'll uh, definitely get interesting uh, throughout the year. Um, how do you go when, uh, when your team loses, mate? I know, but let's let the listeners know. What are you like uh, immediately after and how do you think you'll go during recordings? I am a pretty realistic sort of supporter, uh, especially last year. I knew that in the first year of a new coaching system uh, with a questionable quarterback situation and Christian McCaffrey out all year, I knew for a fact it wasn't going to be a great season. So the losses didn't really affect me last year. Um, obviously, I come into the year with some form of confidence uh, and optimism about the team, but 
at the same time, I just want us to be competitive and consistent in terms of the game style we want to play. And, you know, we're the youngest, we are statistically the youngest roster in the NFL. Uh, so as a Panthers fan, you've got to be you've got to be ready for some for some losses and some tough days because with such a young team they're not going to be able to perform 17 times a year there's going to be down days there's going to be days where they're off their game where they're tired so i'm realistic i don't think the losses will cut me too bad and you know as much as i love the team i know when we go into this sort of mode we're talking neutrally about the sport and about the league, which um, I think I'll have absolutely no problems uh, hiding my bias towards my Panthers while talking on this podcast. Yeah, fully respect that, mate. Let's get stuck into the draft. So as you know by now, uh, Smithy picks whether a random number is going to be odd or even. Uh, he can see my screen at the moment. If he gets it right, he gets a number one pick. If he gets it wrong, uh, Big Dazzling gets the number one pick. Um, when we compare to other divisions, mate, how important is the number one pick for you? I think this one's fairly important. Um, mm. And I'll explain a bit more if I get it because I don't want to ruin my draft strategy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think this one's fairly important. Yeah, I completely agree. So let's get stuck into it, mate. Are you feeling odds? Are you feeling evens? Well, in the first draft of the year, I went odds and it was an even. So I'm going to say this one is going to be an odd. Here we go. Generating now. Oh, and we're at 10 again. That's two drafts in a row. Both the Souths have uh, come up trumps for Dazzling. So I'll take that to the bank and Smithy does not look happy. Yeah, that's that's a bit flattening. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit flattening. It, it's I'm not surprised, given I haven't had the best luck with getting the number one pick uh, so far. But uh, you can have the number one pick this time. I'll figure out a way to get a very nice looking team, regardless. Yeah, no doubt the uh, the big fella is going to do well. So as much as I um I think it might be a cheap cop out to uh, some casual fans. It is really hard to go past Tom Brady as a number one pick. Last year, he had 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, which is actually the second highest for his career. Can you believe that, given he's 103 years old? He's um, absolutely insane. Did have 12 interceptions with a passer rating, uh, QBR rating, sorry, of 102.2. I know sometimes it's the easy pick, mate, and I get the feeling you wouldn't be too disappointed because you're... Your uh, ability to improvise on the fly is fantastic, but it's um it's hard for me to bet against Brady, no matter how much that makes me sound like Skip Bayless. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good pick. It's I think it was the pick that everyone saw coming, to be completely honest. So, yeah, I respect it. I think you've done well. Now, this puts me in a tough spot because I feel like you win no matter which way I go. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to the New Orleans Saints and I'm going to draft my running back and his name is Alvin Kamara. Now, a lot of people are probably thinking, what about Christian McCaffrey? What about Christian McCaffrey? I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a better year than C-Mac this year. 
because I don't think it's that too controversial an opinion though. I feel like a lot of fantasy players out there might um, might uh, be yelling at their uh, at their phones right now or wherever they're listening. But you know, C Mac does have an injury. Um, is coming back from an injury. So predicting future success, you, surely you'd back in the healthy man first. Yeah, and I think Elvin Kamara is going to be leaned on a lot more in this offense this year than what he ever has in terms of running the ball. Um, his career-high rushing attempts is 194 back in 2018. I can see him going 250-plus this year because there's no Drew Brees it's always been a pass-first offense in New Orleans with Drew Brees around. Uh, I think with Taysom Hill and or Jameis Winston stepping in without Michael Thomas, who is clearly their number one receiving option, I think Alvin Kamara is going to be lent on a lot more. Last year, he still rushed for 932 yards, five yards of carry, and had 16 touchdowns on the ground. So they're very handy numbers. Uh, he also had 83 receptions last year out of the backfield, which is no means feat either. So uh, I think he's an absolute star. I'm very high on Alvin Kamara this year. So to be my running back, he's the man. Yep, 100% respect it, mate. I um, I think I've got my strategy worked out now, so I feel like we're going to fly through this. I'm going to go to the tight end position and I'm going to pick up Kyle Pitts this man now you have uh, swanned over this man since he was drafted to Atlanta Um, and it's not hard to see why mate he could be a generational talent last year in college he had 43 receptions for 770 yards at 17.9 so he's a a, um, he's the proverbial off 18 and had 12 touchdowns as well which are numbers that are just simply I mean in a word extraordinary yeah, he's uh, he's the definition of a weapon on offense, and uh, his stats at Florida are just off the charts. Uh, so that's a very good pick by you. I am going to address my wide receiver now, and in my opinion, this man is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, he's a Carolina Panther, and his name is DJ Moore. Um, So he's coming into year three now. He should be reaching his prime, but in his first two years in the league, with, mind you, very, very bad quarterback play. He's had a a year with backups in 2019 while Cam Newton wasn't healthy. Uh, The likes likes of uh, Will Greer and Kyle Allen leading the ship. He... That was his rookie year. He had 87 receptions for 1,175 yards. And last year with Teddy Bridgewater uh, running the show, who was uh, less than average, let's just put it nicely, he still had 66 Mm -hmm. receptions for 1,193 yards, average of 18 yards per catch. So this man is a genuine big play threat, genuine deep threat, and... To amount over 1,150 receiving yards in your first two years in the NFL, it's not easy to do. And in my opinion, I think he's in the best situation he's been in so far in his NFL career. I think he goes 1,200 plus this year and has a monster season. So uh, DJ Moore as my wide receiver. 
Yeah, love it, mate. Respect it as well. I'm going to go to my wide receiver as well. I'm going to go to New Orleans and take Michael Thomas, who um, is injured at the moment, but I'm betting when this man comes back, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. He had 40 receptions last season at 438 yards, which is an average of just under 11. He was only two yards off. Um, didn't have a um, receiving touchdown last year, which does surprise me a bit, but um, this man's reputation is um, one that's rock solid in the league, and I think with Brady and Kyle Pitts, this is a uh, an offense to be feared. Yeah, absolutely. The injury concerns me um, Yeah, because he sustained the injury week one last year and is still giving him serious, serious issues, and ankles are a really tough thing to come back from. Um, I've had a friend who has had three or four surgeries on a troublesome ankle and still walks with a limp. So sometimes the ankles just go and you can never recover them. So I worry about Michael Thomas, uh, but obviously I wish him all the best and hope that he comes back uh, bigger and better than ever. With my third pick, I'm going to the tight end position and I'm going with, let's be honest, no one hates him. Rob Gon- Rob Gronkowski. Um, he's the people's tight end. Everyone loves him. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a great social media presence, but this man is also a dominant force on the field. Last year, after a year away from the game, just came back and had 45 receptions for 623 yards and seven touchdowns. And he got significantly better as the year went on. I think with a whole summer of health and preparation conditioning i think he can be back to his best for one more year in tampa bay and have a really impactful year as a tight end so uh gronk for me yeah and it was weird uh today i was uh getting a lot of work done back at work tomorrow which i can't wait for but i was uh Watching some um, Gordon Ramsay clips, it's uh, something that helps me work in the background. And uh, he was doing recon at a restaurant, and uh, Rob Gronkowski was his recon guy. Sent him in as a distraction so he wouldn't get noticed, which I thought was interesting. (laughs) Um, I don't know what that story's got to do with the draft, but um, it just shows that Gronk is a man of the people, I feel like. And um, I think he's a kind of NFL player we'd love to have a beer with or even have on the show one day, mate. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. He's just a very likable person. Uh, and as I said, he's a dominant force on field as well. Yeah, that's it. And speaking of likable, Smithy's uh, crush ends up on my team. This man is a bona fide superstar. We did talk about the fact that he is uh, injured, so half of my side are coming off injuries. Uh, Michael Thomas still injured, of course, but I have no doubt that this man will not only be a force to be reckoned with this year, but for the rest of his career. He doesn't look like slowing down. Christian McCaffrey is a genuine star. In the last two seasons, he has 1,612 rushing yards, and uh, not forgetting that he didn't play that many games Last year, mate, he averaged 4.1 rushing yards. And in the last two seasons, he's had 20 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That's that's not okay. And they're not two full seasons. I just want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much one year. I think he only played three games last year. Three, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, his 2019 season was off the charts. Yeah. from what I've seen from some Panthers videos from their training camp, he is looking really good, really smooth, moving well. 
Obviously, I don't think we'll see him during the preseason, even though I wish we could just get a glimpse of him back at 100%. But like you said, I fully expect him to come back week one against the Jets and just um, return to where he finished 2019. I, I think he, yeah. I think he has a pretty big year, but um, my fingers are crossed for that. Yeah, and a word of advice for anyone playing fantasy this year, if you have pick two or pick three, start talking up other players before him. If, you, if you've if you got pick one in your league, take him. But if you've got pick two, I'd be talking up Patrick Mahomes like there's uh, like it's no like it's nobody's business. Yeah. It's uh if if he's on the board wherever your pick is, if you don't take him, stop playing. That's my advice from a man that is making his NFL fantasy debut this year. But still, yeah, just take the him. only people I can see not taking him are the, all the p- poor people who got pick one last year and got burnt by him and by, burnt by the injury. Yeah. They might have a bit of PTSD, but um, yeah, I think everyone else will be pretty comfortable taking him. I'm going to round out my side, my quarterback. He plays for the Atlanta Falcons, and his name is Matt Ryan. He's been a league MVP, so obviously he has got the talent, but I'm a bit down on Matt Ryan and the Falcons this year. I think they take a little bit of a dip. Uh, There was rumors that the Falcons were going to part ways with Matt Ryan and pick a quarterback at pick four in the draft. They instead went for Kyle Pitts and tried to give Matt Ryan some weapons, maybe for one last run. Last year, he threw for 4,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions at a passer rating of 93.3, which is nothing to sneeze at, don't get me wrong, but uh, I just think without Julio Jones, statistically, Matt Ryan has been a significantly worse quarterback without number 11 out there with him. Obviously, Julio is a titan this year, so I think it's going to take a little while for him to uh, get into rhythm with his other offensive weapons. But overall, he's been a league MVP, so he can definitely play the game. And I am pretty comfortable with my four, to be completely honest. This could be the tightest uh, battle so far. Yeah, a couple of genuinely awesome quartets there. Just on Matt Ryan, 10 seasons in a row of 4,000-plus yards, a pitcher of consistency. He's made a Super Bowl. He's a league MVP player. Um, do you, is his biggest worry wow factor? Because I think he's a top five paid quarterback in the league this year. Yeah, he's on a... Ma- That's a lot of cap space. He's on a massive contract. And I think that was a lot of the talk around maybe moving him was because of the Falcons' dire salary cap situation. Uh, in the end, they chose to keep him and move on from Julio Jones, which freed up some cap space. But yeah, I think I'm just really worried about him not having Julio around. He's he's had him for so long there. He's been his security blanket for so long. And you take that away, it might take him a few weeks. There you go. So before we review and we say goodbye to the drafts for this season, uh, it is time to indoctrinate the eighth and final shit nickname of the draft. I'm not sure whether... Uh, They're going to get a massive run throughout the NFL season, but if something pops up, I'm sure uh, more players will join us, but let's get stuck into it. Wayne Gretzky was the great one. Babe Ruth was the great Bambino. Kobe Bryant was the Black Mamba. And Joe Montana was none other than Joe Cool. However, some names in sports never have or never will make sense. Now, just a little thing for the listeners. Smithy claims that he hates these. I can promise you he doesn't. It's an act. He loves this. 
the, I brought it to him when we uh, were coming up with the idea, and I floated it to him, and he was like, oh, I don't think this would work. But he said it with a smile and with a grin. And if I'm being honest, mate, I'm going to go conservative. I reckon you've enjoyed at least four of them. Yeah, a few, a few of them have uh, given me quite a chuckle, I must admit. A few of them have made me see uh, rage that I've never seen before, especially uh, <laughs> Jerry the Judge Judy. That made me walk out of the <laughs> set. So It did. Yeah, someone asked me, actually, we got a message um, from a friend of mine on Twitter. He asked me, did you actually walk out? And you actually did. Yeah, it, it wasn't an act because I don't tell you what they are beforehand. That was yeah. These are live reactions, and I don't think you've looked more disappointed in me and in the uh, in the nine years that we've known each other. And if you want to just make sure, if you want to follow up and make sure that we're saying the truth, go back to that AFC West episode, <laughs> and you can actually, if you listen carefully behind Daz's um, absolute fits of laughter, you can hear my door that separates my studio from the household you can hear that close so that shows that i genuinely hopped up walked out of the room and shut the door behind me oh i don't think you shut it mate with the amount of noise that that door made there was some anger behind it and rightly so but like the uh, chinese community mate they believe eight is good luck and dazzling is the same so let's get stuck into it we are indoctrinating the tank yeah absolutely not so sure this tank is terrifying, given that uh, what he's named after, he's uh, he's still around, mate. He's actually in my quartet, uh, so I'm not sure if you've caught on or not. But it is time to indoctrinate the eighth and final man. It is the tank. It is Michael Thomas. Get around <laughs> Yep, it's a Thomas uh, the Tank Engine joke to finish us off. <laughs> uh... <laughs> If it makes him feel any better, this is this is worse than his injury, so he'll be able to recover faster, I feel. I feel like I'm helping him. <laughs> Why? Why must you do this? <laughs> well, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'm doing the best with what I've got, and part of me's worried that it's not enough. Thomas the here Tank. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> All right. Yep. Let's review these teams, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real last draft nickname yeah, that, kind of that's, styling um, I've put out there, I feel. That's clutching at straws, if you will. Yeah, apologies to Michael. He's uh, he's probably a good bloke, but um No, nah, yeah, I think I he'd be think pretty flat to be honest. Either. And I, I'm I stand by him. Yeah. You look a bit yeah, I think so. justice for Michael. <laughs> Nice. All right, mate. I had the number one pick, so I think I should be able to give off the uh, the winning team first. I picked up Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, my man Tank, and Kyle Pitts. Um, and for the two or three people, my mates, that messaged me saying that the shit nickname should have been Kyle Armpits, you're disgusting. <laughs> and that shit won't yeah, fly no, on this Yeah, not even you would stoop to that sort of level. No, I have some yeah, class. We'll I'm not it. sure where uh, it is, but it's I somewhere. have got Matt Ryan at quarterback, <laughs> Alvin Kamara at running back, DJ Moore at wide receiver, and Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position. Yeah, that's it. So next week or Monday, because you guys should be hearing this on a Friday Australia time, uh, Smithy is going head-to-head with his nemesis, Colin Cowherd, with his 
projections for every team's win-loss record and basically calling Colin out for the uh, the opinions that he's paid for that are just horrendous, if we're putting it lightly, Smithy. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to be announcing how the NFL season is going to work from our end. Um, and we're really looking forward to it. To all the NBA fans out there, first of all, thank you for getting behind our uh, draft content. It feels like we're doing draft content all over the place, mate. But um, we can't wait to get stuck into the off-season and all that. So um, stick around. If you haven't already, give us a subscribe, give us a like, share this with a friend who loves their US sport, NFL or NBA or both. We don't discriminate around here. Every episode is labeled, so it's easy to filter through. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us through the draft. Smithy, thank you very much for being a uh, much more than worthy opponent uh, during the drafts. I can't wait for the NFL season to start, and I know you can't either. Yeah, mate, it's but been an absolute then, pleasure uh, to do these drafts, time. and I'll just second the thank you to all the fans for their support throughout the drafts. Uh, it's been great fun. Cannot wait to get into the NFL content, but most importantly, stay safe, everyone.